Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined in studio today by Mike Reed. Good morning. Mike Reed. <laughs> Mike Reed. Hey, that's your father, <laughs> not your father. You know what? <laughs> I had a dream. I had a dream about that last night, and I was like, I think I'm going to say Mike Reed. Is he listening right now? Yeah. Or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike McNamara. I'm so sorry. Mike, if you're listening, good morning. Uh, that is my dad. Uh, and Everett Henderson. Good morning, Everett. Oh, that's right. He's the guy that's here. Yes. <laughs> Everett Reed. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I know before we went to the break... Oh, well, you gave out your information. Yeah. Uh, maybe get, I'll give you one opportunity to do that again. Okay. Right. Yeah. So. But, but not right now, later. Oh, okay, fine. But when it's exciting. When All, it's, right. So, All right. Uh, by, by the, so I, I think we should try yep. to dredge up a call or two from somebody who's a small business person. All right. Okay. Okay. First of all, we love small business people. Okay, backbone of America, yes. right? In yep. terms of the industry. Yes. Yep. And and probably if you own a small business and you're listening to us, you're probably cursing about health insurance anyway. Because mm. if you buy your onesies, that's a whole kind of exciting thing. Yep. And if you got a few employees, and what the heck do you do? And you probably, you know, if you got five employees, you probably don't have your own human services department to right. take care of all of your right. employee benefits. So uh, our telephone number here is seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. And you know uh, anybody who has a health insurance question about anything could prob- we could probably help you out today. But uh, especially if you're in a small business or just getting started or thinking about it, talk about a maze yeah. and talk about confusion, right? Do you get any general thoughts on that, by the way, Everett? Yes, uh, the non-group market is uh, very. Uh, See, by the way, say, say small business market. Or, Don't or say non-group. Non-group, the small business. You don't want to confuse people about this. Okay, yep. <laughs> all right. The small group market, I'm sorry. Uh, which is... It's just easy. It, it's, a, it's a very uh, uh, lucrative market, uh, mainly because uh, there's a lot of small businesses, like you said. Yeah. Uh, it's the backbone of our uh, economy. And there's a lot of small companies that need will want to be able to offer health insurance. And it's actually very beneficial in the state of Massachusetts because you can have a company plan for a small business of one one employee only, uh, owner, owner only, or even just one, uh, one employee or two employees on the plan. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a large corporation. It could be a small LLC. It could be a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. As long as we can prove to the carrier that you're a business, which is usually done 
with uh, a tax return. Yeah. Um, either a Schedule C for a sole proprietor or a, you know, tax uh, tax return for the LLC or corporation uh, or payroll. Then we can get uh, a plan uh, enrolled through the through the carrier for the the company. So, and there's the benefit there is that there's a there's double the amount of plans, at least double the amount of plans available for businesses than there are in the non-group market. Really? So, really? Yeah. Wow. So, and yeah. those, like I said uh, in the earlier segment, is companies can also have uh, access to PPOs because a lot of the companies might have employees. PPO? It's a, it's a large, it's a large okay. network. It's a nationwide network of uh, doctors and hospitals. And it really helps people that have employees that might be living outside in, in New Hampshire or Rhode okay. Island and so forth, and they want to have a plan as well. So that's where, you know, the HMO markets, uh, you know, the smaller networks um, might not service that company as well. But like I said earlier in the earlier segment, the, the HMO market is, the carrier networks are quite large. So they should be able to handle even some of the employees that are in New Hampshire or or um, Rhode Island, or even Connecticut, or Maine, and so forth. It just depends on which carrier you go with. But generally speaking, there is um, there's a few benefits to having a plan through the, uh, your business. Is that it's a tax write-off. Two, it's also opens you up to a lot more uh, plan options than in the non-group market. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that. Hey, I'm a company of one myself they don't realize that they can have their own company plan through their business. As long as they can prove that they have a business, which is pretty easy, we can get them uh, situated. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and, you know, as a small business, if you go from a company one to a company of two or three, eventually you start thinking, boy, it's mighty competitive out there. I want to hang on to these people. I, they're very valuable to our business. What can I do to maybe take care of them so they'll, they'll stick around? And I don't even want to call it a perk. I think it's kind of a baked-in necessity if you're a small business these days to have some kind of a health insurance plan and, and maybe offer to pay some piece of it. I I mean, pe- people who are going shopping and looking for jobs, if, if they don't see a health plan at work, it probably gets the box probably doesn't get checked, I'm going to guess, right? Yeah, no, you're 100% right, yeah. because right now, and especially in this crazy uh, economy that we have right now, there's a lot of people that are kind of uh, migrating to different jobs, and they're looking for better uh, benefits. Yeah. And if you have a company that really doesn't offer anything, then you're kind of behind the times. Uh, I, now, I, I get it that you know, a lot of these companies are small, and they, you know, they're, they're struggling and just, just getting and, started and, and out. Yeah, correct. Sure. So they can't yeah. really afford to bring on a big uh, expense. And health insurance can be a big expense, but uh, at the same token, if you really want to attract and retain certain employees, then having some type of benefit package uh, is maybe not a necessity, but it's certainly... Mighty desirable. How's that correct. sound? Yeah. So, okay. okay. I was just kind of looking through your bullet points in here, and you had something about um, about the rates changing depending on the number of employees, um, and also, like, the... I guess you have to look at, like, the average age, or, or how, do they, how do they do that, or... Yeah, in the in the, the the small group market or uh, the business uh, market in general is that uh, they are the rates are established or generated by how group how big the group size is and the average age of the group. So if you have obviously a lot more uh, you know younger uh, employees on the in the company and electing into the plan, that will certainly help drive the rates down. Especially if you also have go from one to five. Your overall rates will drop, so uh, that can be beneficial. So it, um, now, granted, obviously that increases the cost factor for the company because now you're, you know, paying a portion of instead of one now five five employees. But you know, again, it, go, it goes back to, well, do you really want to retain these employees? Do you want to really, uh, you know, offer them uh, something that? Makes it hotter for them to leave or attract new good ones. Correct. Basically, right? Correct. Yeah. So, yeah. so those uh, those those rates can adjust every year as the companies grow, and they bring on more employees. Um, they will adjust once a year when the renewal time comes, and uh, the carrier will take a snapshot of what the company size is at that point in time and the average age, and they will uh, then 
established rates for that company for the upcoming year. By the way, is that the company or the participants when they do the math on that? I mean, there could be 20 people in the company, but maybe only 15 of them are on there because they're on their spouse's coverage or something like that. So Yeah, it's, it's got to be uh, people that are actually on, on the plan. The plan. Now, yeah, they right. can have 20 employees uh, full-time. Yeah. Uh, that work there, but only 10 or five, uh, okay. you know, are on the plan. Yep. As long as uh, we get, um, you know, waivers, as long as the people that don't want the plan yep. have a legitimate waiver and they sign the waiver, uh, then they can elect out of being on the plan because maybe they are on a spouse plan or they have okay. Medicare or they have some other plan that they don't want to come off of. Uh, then they can wave out of it. Um, but the rates are generated on who's on the plan. Okay. Uh, and this is... I guess this is a dumb question. We have that all the time when people ask, and it's not. Hopefully, it's not dumb. So, so every year, the entire health plan market opens up for competition. Everybody get back blasted when it comes to open enrollment about you know this plan, these change. I mean, Correct. talk about getting a headache for two and a half months a year in terms of mail and email and stuff like that. But to, do do some companies do teaser things to get people a teaser rate? first year to move people over and then bump, bump it up? Or no, is it so no. scary, it's so competitive, you can't do that no, anymore? No, you can't do that. You can't do that anymore. No. Okay, all right. So, all right, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I was just kind of wondering about that. That's all. Good. Yeah, no, these are yeah. rates that are established. Uh, and it's uh, there's a whole dynamic and a whole uh, counting uh, that goes into it. I, I don't even... No, all the yeah. You don't have to. That's not no, what do they I do. want to? Yeah, right. <laughs> Amen. At, but at the yeah. same time, uh, these are uh, all rates that are overseen by yeah. the state and approved yeah. by the state. So yeah. uh, it gets you know there's oversight on that. Right. Uh, so you don't you can't give them a toaster oven to move no. over and participate or something. Just quest, just checking. That's all. Okay. Can, uh, <laughs> Everett, can we talk a little just you know a little bit about like uh, so for a small business uh, adding a health savings account or an HSA? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about like the requirements to do that? And, and, and what one is. Yeah, and what, what, the, yeah, what they <laughs> are, the benefits, you know, why somebody might want to uh, think about that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, HSA plans have been around for a long time. Uh, it's, uh, HSA stands for uh, Health uh, Savings Account. Okay, and what that is is uh, it's a, a separate plan or it's a health insurance plan that enables everybody to open up a health savings account through a bank or uh, some other financial uh, uh, establishment. And the health insurance plan is a, high, a higher deductible plan. And the way it works is that the HSA plans, uh, with the exception of your annual physical, uh, that will be paid by the plan uh, right off the bat. Everything else will be subject to the deductible going forward. Everything, going back to the doctor for sick visits, going into the emergency room, getting prescriptions. You name it, hospital uh, trips. So there's money you got to come out of pocket with. Basically. That money is yeah. going to come out of pocket. Yeah. And that's where the HSA uh, is established by the, uh, by the person or the, uh, the company in this case. Uh, there are also HSA plans available in the non-group market, but we're talking group right now. So what it enables is the, the employee to establish an HSA account where they have money deducted out of their paycheck uh, and goes into the HSA fund, and it goes in there tax-free, so that as they go for medical services or get prescription um, drugs, they're getting a bill, and they can use the HSA to pay for that those uh, benefits, and they're paying for those benefits tax-free now because now Uncle right. Sam's not getting. Um, you know, any so they got a deduction to put the money in there. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, ideally, it would be best if they do it all through payroll. Yeah. Um, okay. And usually, yeah. you'll, even the smaller uh, businesses usually have some type of payroll company. Uh, there's good and bad ones as well. But uh, usually, you can just, if you have a high deductible plan, an HSA qualified plan, you have to have a qualified HSA health insurance plan. You just can't have any health insurance plan and then open up an HSA plan. It has to be a qualified HSA and, plan. And the, and the main requirement is just that it's high deductible? Is that really Well, the, it, yeah. it does ha normally have a higher deductible plan, but again, it, it, the way it works is that outside of the annual physical, everything else is subject to the deductible first before the plan will okay. start paying. But that's why you have the HSA set up on the, on the back end to, pay, to have that money there so that as the bills come in, 
you're using the money out of the HSA to pay for it. And, um, may, and maybe you don't use as much as you would have if you had it out of pocket and saved some, basically. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah, and, maybe. And the benefit is that um, the money, if you don't use it all, um, yeah. it rolls over to the next year. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it brings down your taxable income um, because if you're taking that money out of your uh, paycheck, uh, it brings down your taxable income as well as the... The deduction for the health insurance plan is bringing down your taxable income. So it's a win-win-win uh, across the board. But not everybody likes the HSAs. I, I have one, and I love it. Mm -hmm. But the extra variable that in, comes with it and establishing that HSA account, not everybody likes. They don't want to have a, separate, a whole other variable along with their health insurance plan. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. I mean, but I uh, the, uh, the bottom line here is what can I do... Uh, to help my clients bring down their cost. And usually you will pay a lower premium for an HSA qualified plan. So that's... Because, because you're taking that risk of the higher deductible. Right. And you're, you're now on the, on the hook for, uh, the, you know, the, a portion of the, the immediate needs of uh, right. medical services. Right. Uh, so that you're saying, yeah, I'll, I'll pay the first 2000 3000 6000 whatever, uh, I'll have the money set aside in this account to you uh, to utilize, but I'll pay a, mo a lower premium because of that. So, the um, yeah. So HSAs. I mean, the, I think that I think that they're a good you know idea. I mean, obviously it doesn't maybe it doesn't fit for everybody. Um, we have one you know for mm -hmm. our company, and um, you know so yeah. So you get the you get the tax deduction putting it in. Yep. It's tax free when you pull it out, assuming you use it for you know qualified medical expenses. Correct. Um, and then in our industry, they call it the quote-unquote triple tax-free uh, because right. it doesn't have, you know, required distributions, you know, like a traditional retirement plan. Right. Um, the, uh, you know, to, uh, to follow up on what you just said yeah. is that there's you have to use it for qualified medical uh, expenses, but that includes dental, vision, prescriptions, and any trips to the doctor, uh, any trips to the hospital. So any bill that is as qualified medical expense, including all those things that I just mentioned, even durable medical equipment and so forth, you can utilize that HSA to pay for that. If, yeah, I mean, I, I'm never sure. I, I kind of use it for anything that I think might qualify. I mean, like, who's going to, like, check that, though? Or, like, the well, HSA police. The HSA police, yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> There's nobody going to check it. The only time they'll check it is if you ever get audited. Yeah, uh, the IRS, uh, right? The IRS, and uh, <laughs> then they'll go through your expenses, and uh, they'll look at all your expenses that you listed on your uh, HSA, and then that's who will that's uh, check up on you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I use it, like, if I have a prescription, I'll use, you yeah. know, use it yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, What's this expense at the cask and flagon? Yeah. Something <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, if you're listening to this show and you have a health insurance question, who doesn't? It's 781-781. Uh, 837-4900. We're broadcasting live from the South Shore of Boston. And by the way, we're really looking for a small business person or two to give us a holler because uh, health insurance is a, a scary subject. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking if you're in the small business area, sooner or later, it's a necessary one. And even if you're a onesie all, all by yourself, you, you may have some advantages about that. So yep. please, th please think about that. 781-837-4900. The only dumb question is the one that you don't ask. And you're Mike McNamara, right? That's I'm Mike McNamara. Gotcha. Mike, Mike Reed might be listening. Maybe yep. he'll give us a call and uh, you know straighten you out or something. Like I hope that. so. Um, <laughs> I have just one other thing on the on the HSAs that I think is interesting, but also you know potentially dangerous. You know maybe is that you can invest you know some dollars that you've contributed to an HSA. You can actually invest those dollars in investments um, and. You know what I've people. By the way, that seems like a dumb provision. Who well, wrote that? So okay. it is, it's an option, and <laughs> you know I've had people ask me about it, and you know our, my my comment as well. I would just like you know we talk to people about having emergency cash for things. Is that whatever whatever your annual deductible is that I would say you should have at least one year, if not two years, of that in cash, you know, in, in the HSA, then if you've got more than, more than that and you want to talk about maybe investing, then, you know, maybe we can talk about that. But yeah. make sure you've got a year or two's worth, you know, worth of deductibles uh, socked away um, before you start getting into that stuff. Yeah, I, I strongly recommend that uh, everybody, if you're going to have an HSA, you take advantage of it fully and you, uh, you fund it fully every year, whatever the uh, maximum is for uh, the HSA for an individual or family every year, you, you maximize it uh, because you'll maximize your tax savings uh, and that money will be there. 
Now, whether or not you have it in an HSA account that allows you to invest, like you just mentioned, um, I, I personally, I'm not a big believer in that. But in, uh, you, Is that like a check option for different companies? Well, How's that I, work? I, this is where I, now I'm starting to get off the rails because I yeah. don't get, I, I have a, uh, a bank that I refer people to that may not know where to go. Yeah. Um, but usually there's a lot of bank. You can call your local bank to see if they have, uh, you know, an HSA fund available to them. Or there's a number of, you know, companies out there that you can do the research okay. for. But okay. I don't get into, I don't set it, uh, the HSA up for them. And usually most of the HSAs that I am aware of don't have that investing option. Okay. They usually stick it in some type of, yeah. you know, uh, easy just- cash fund uh, that makes very lim- limited amount of interest. Mm-hmm. But... It's just a safer bet to have it there. Oh, yeah. Um, I agree. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. But it is an option. I know there are out there. I'm just not f- uh, familiar with any myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ours has that option. Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, we've got three or four minutes before we break, uh, and, uh, and we'll ask you to give your information before we do. But so what do you want to cover in the last half an hour that we haven't talked about? Or, or you, you got some time to think about during the break anyway, but I, I just want to make sure that we get to some of the things that you think are most important to, to convey out there. So, okay? Well, yeah. No, right. I, uh, right. regarding the, the, you know, the business market, the small group market, I, I think it's important that people, you know, analyze where where they are and what whatever uh, they want to do as far as their health insurance needs. Um, I try and every client that I talk to, um, I ask them if they're self-employed in any way. Okay. Okay. Because they will have access to more plans and they have that, you know, uh, tax write-off of putting the, uh, the health insurance through the business. Um, it's just an easy, a cleaner flush. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. To put it through the business, um, and that could be anywhere from you know somebody that uh, you know I used to be a as I was uh, telling Kirk earlier I used to be a you know a ice hockey official many uh, several yeah. years ago and you know that I, I was a independent contractor so I was I got ten ten ninety nine every year so that put me into a self employed status or if you're a landscaper or if you're a, you know a, a larger company. Um, that needs to offer any type of health insurance, taking an, uh, you know, uh, a review of your company's uh, benefits and see if you really want to retain your, your uh, more and more employees mm-hmm. or if you want to bring on more employees. Because if you're going to really keep you know, beneficial employees on, on the books and also retain or attract more, you're going to need to bring on some type of a health insurance mm-hmm. plan, maybe a dental plan, maybe a vision plan, and also uh, group benefits, all of which I, I handle as well. But the health insurance is really the starting point. And uh, just because you feel like you're a small company and you, you're only uh, you know, a person of one doesn't mean that you don't qualify. You do. Yeah. So, um, and there are a lot of plans out there for you. So that's what I, I help with. I, I never thought about that. I guess that would be a growth industry from the insurance point of view. The companies get bigger and they go. I, I never really thought about that before. That, that's nice to hear, though. Yeah. In yeah. terms of choices. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So there's there's a good amount of carriers, uh, like I said earlier, uh, in in the Massachusetts market. So in, and there's a plan and a budget for almost anybody out there. Um, although I you know I do quite often hear a lot of my clients complain about the the rates and I. <laughs> take, and I, take a number, and, and I agree. <laughs> yeah. They're they're too, they're too high, as we all can probably agree to. But uh, you know, at least we're in a market that there's a lot of options, a lot of choices. Um, might be higher than everybody wants to pay, but uh, there's usually a, a plan out there for everybody. Well, nobody wants to pay anything for anything, so that's okay Correct. too. But uh, you know, when you when you think about the the quality of care and the quality of service these days versus even 10 years ago, that this stuff costs money. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's just kind of the way it is in America, right? Basically, yeah, uh, exactly. We don't get a lot of choice. Do you have a, do you have a, a number ever? Can you, as far as like what the annual increase is on, you know, health insurance? Like, um, like we usually, like when we do a model for somebody, we yeah. usually use like five or 6%, you know, annual increase on, on health insurance. The last, Four years, it's been kind of a little crazy, uh, I got to say, because uh, the rate increase, especially when you throw in, you know, COVID that we all are going through, is really increased uh, the rate increases. Uh, up until 
you know, four years ago, usually, you know, we saw anywhere from three to maybe eight, maybe as high as 11 percent. Those are scary numbers in our world, right? Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I've got clients that are still at the three percent this year, but I have also got other clients that are at 34 percent. Whoa. Which, I mean, it's all over the place, depending on what the plan, uh, the carrier, uh, uh, the age of the person and so forth. So it's really all over the place. Um, but we can certainly find another plan for them if their rate increase is in the 34%. Yeah, that's pretty substantial. Yeah, frightening. All right, so music means we're going to take a break. Uh, you're listening to McNamara Money. My name is Kirk Reed, uh, joined by Mike McNamara and Everett Henderson of Henderson Insurance. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from the scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. All right, we are back. You're listening to McNamara on Money, South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed. I'm joined by Mike McNamara and Everett Henderson uh, of Henderson Insurance. Uh, good morning. Uh, great to have you guys. Uh, Everett, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, so far, you know, we've been talking about uh, health insurance uh, for both uh, group and non-group. And right before our last break, we were talking about you know, increases to the, to the plans, uh, and you mentioned some scary numbers there. And then Mike said, well, maybe you could just talk about, you know, maybe some other reasons that somebody might want to think about, you know, changing their plan. Uh, yeah, and Kirk, yeah. I know you get excited yep. about this, but yep. uh, folks, if you have a question for Everett that you might want to do uh, off the air, why don't you give out your contact information there for a sec, please? Thank you. Great, thanks. Uh, yeah, it's Everett Henderson um, with Henderson Insurance Group. My phone number is 617-842-3170. My website is www.hendersoninsuranceus.com, and my email address is everett, E-V-E-R-E-T-T, at hendersoninsuranceus.com. Okay. That sounds like I did it. All right. Yep. Good you guys. Good job, Everett. <laughs> uh, and call us, folks, if you didn't hear that. We can probably put you in touch with Everett, no questions. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. Physically, you're you're located in Walpole. Correct? Walpole. Yep. Yes. But, but virtually but, any place. But yeah. But but thanks to technology, <laughs> you are you are everywhere at the same time. Yes. I have clients throughout the state. Yeah. I have as far as out in Pittsburgh and all the way out on Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. Okay. So, uh, Pittsfield. Pitt. What did I say? Pittsburgh. Did I say Pittsburgh? <laughs> are you a Steelers um, fan or what? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. No. My bad. My bad. Pittsfield. Like, yeah. Pittsfield. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, all right. We got a geography lesson in there, too. All right. That was great. Hey, yeah. This is a small town radio. Right? I know. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, maybe Everett kind of go over quick, uh, you know, qualifying events uh, for why somebody might want to or have to perhaps, you know, change their or health, should. Yeah. Yeah, health insurance coverage. Yeah. You know? right. Yeah, there's a number of variables that go into every year's uh, renewal time. Right now, all the non-group people uh, are going through open enrollment, uh, which um, extends all the way to January 23rd, where you can elect to uh, enroll in a plan without any type of qualifying event needs, uh, effective for January 1st or February 1st or up to uh, March 1st. But everybody um, that I'm coming in contact with now is concerned about either the plan they're on or they were just bumped off their uh, company plan, uh, their COBRA is running out, uh, and they're in need of a a new plan, uh, or the rates just increased significantly and they want to look at other options, or um, they just moved to the state, you name it. There's a litany of uh, issues why people uh, call me to, you know, to uh, go down the road as far Mm -hmm. as getting quotes. Mm -hmm. what normally it boils down to, like we talked about earlier in one of the segments, is that most people are concerned about you know the premium size, deductible size, and their network size. Um, but you know a lot of other variables go into that plan design. You know the copays for prescriptions, copays for doctors' visits, uh, your out-of-pocket max, which I uh, refer to as everybody's safety net, um, which is basically 
the maximum amount that you would expend in a year, God forbid, you had a really bad year health-wise. So, but every plan has a safety net. Uh, nobody has to be concerned that they're going to be subject to, you know, tens of thousands of dollars, um, you know, or hundreds of thousands of dollars because every plan has a safety net. So all these variables go into the plan design and um, everybody, there's a plan out there for everybody, uh, whether you're in the non-group market or the group or small business uh, market. So my job is to kind of break it down for them, hear their story, get their details, get them uh, options in front of them, and then discuss, figure out a plan, and get them enrolled. Um, but all those variables that I just discussed uh, go into the decision-making process, which is ultimately theirs. Um, and uh, But I help them because, I uh, again, I work kind of as a consultant, making, uh, help, them, uh, help them make decisions uh, along the way. Everett, I get. Uh, I'm looking at your list here, and I okay. Loss of coverage. I'll call the insurance guy. Marriage. Yep. Divorce. Yep. Birth. Yep. Recently moved into the state. Yep. What about court order? How do you get? Do you have people get court ordered? Oh home? yeah, how's I that, have a few of them. How does that work? Where, how, what's the source of that? Usually, you know, obviously it's a divorce, um, whereas or even a, a legal adoption, uh, where uh, that. You know, the court is issued, uh, somebody has to get a, uh, you know, health insurance or pay for health insurance for somebody, uh, usually a spouse or maybe a, a you know, a, a child. Oh, so that would come as a result of a divorce most of the time? Is a lot of times, yeah. Okay. But like I said, I have uh, one client that was uh, a legal adoption uh, and the court was uh, forcing the, one of the spouses to, you know, cover the child. So it, that's usually... Uh, one of the qualifying mm-hmm. events. Yeah. Now, yeah. those qualifying events that uh, we just mentioned, uh, those are usually necessary uh, when you're outside of open enrollment, which, again, the non-group market folks are going through open enrollment right now. So anybody can enroll in a plan right now without any type of qualifying event. Once you get out past January 23rd, then people need a qualifying event in order to enroll in a plan. Uh, Something, ha- something has to happen in their life. Is right, and they have okay. to prove it. Like, so, like, like these things. Basically. Right, they lost yeah. uh, lost their coverage through work. They retired, you know, and they lost their uh, health insurance at, at work, or they just moved to the state and so forth. They have to, we have to document to the carrier or show proof that that qualifying event exists in order to get them enrolled into the plan outside of the open enrollment time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is another variable if... if um, somebody doesn't qualify, doesn't have one of those qualifying events. There is another uh, waiver process that the state does offer, which is little known, but I've helped a ton of clients uh, qualify for it. Uh, Whereas you can apply to the state, you don't have a qualifying event, but you can explain to the state why you are needing to enroll in a a non-group plan now um, outside of open enrollment. And the state will review the waiver and approve or, you know, uh, just disprove um, or deny uh, mm. the, the uh, waiver. And at that point, if they approve, uh, and right now I'm not, uh, you know, I'm 100% accurate uh, uh, success rate, I should say, is getting my clients in that. And hopefully I didn't jinx myself. Yeah, but, uh, this is wood here, yeah. Uh, Actually, maybe it's maybe so. We have rules, and then there are waivers for the rules. Yeah, there are waivers. So there are because the state doesn't want anybody walking around with uh, out health insurance. So uh, they have this open enrollment period, uh, and they have these qualifying events. But if somebody doesn't fall within those two parameters, they have this waiver process as well. Do do you know if all states require people to have health insurance, or well, it's a federal mandate again. It is okay. Uh, Got it. That's right. I should. I mean, it was taken down. Okay, uh, you can do it at the state level if you want to. But that's always been a state mandate. Got it. Even when it was uh, before uh, the government did it, basically, right? Well, the state the the state has been in. Pretty. Uh, they've been in o- Obamacare before Obamacare was. That's right. In I remember place. that. No, it was really you. Romney Care back thank then. Yeah. Romney, Romney uh, established yeah. this process back in 2006, I think it was. Okay. So Obamacare was really modeled after our our model. Oh, oh, the Massachusetts. Model. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then we've also every every state has their own jurisdiction as whether or not they required it. Like last. Uh, last four years, um, it was the mandate, the federal mandate to have health insurance was uh, taken down by Trump. Mm-hmm. But uh, now 
now we're in a new regime. Uh, and the state, even though Trump took it down, the state still mandated, yeah, in the state of Massachusetts, you still need to have health insurance. So they required it even after the federal mandate was stripped. Now the federal mandate has been added back in, mm. but the state always had it anyway. So Whew. I understand now. Thank you. So it could change again, basically. Could. Yeah. But I, I expect that the state will always have it in play. Yeah. Um, we will. Yeah, we're a blue state. We'll always have it in play. No question. Okay. Yeah. So, so okay. but that's another. I mean, that's another good reason to to know somebody like an Everett that would can help you with that, that right. waiver process. That's something that most individuals wouldn't even know about or know how to do that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty comfortable uh, segment of the market. You know, like. Uh, Mike had said earlier on that um, there's not a lot of people like me in, no, in the I, health I, insurance. I, yeah, we, we we would hardly agree with that, by the so way. So yeah. I, I have a... We're going to hang on to you, yeah. I, I have a yeah. very uh, small marketplace uh, that I've, you know, I have a good niche. And yeah. uh, it allows me to know a lot of things that, you know, a lot of brokers out there, they're looking for the big companies, you know, the 200, 300, 400, 1,000. Uh, uh, th those are great yeah. uh, to have and so forth. But... You know, my, my niche is under 100, uh, although I can handle over, you know, five, uh, you mm -hmm. know, 1,000 and so mm -hmm. forth. But my niche is under 100 uh, employees. That's and where you want to live and work, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's where I have a bigger need, uh, yeah. and uh, I can help those people out. So because of that, I, I have the ability to know a lot of these things and help people in the non-group market because most brokers out there don't want to handle the non-group yeah, market. Yeah, the narrower you focus you get, the more you know about it, basically. Right. right? And, yeah. Or okay. even the small group market. A lot of yeah. a lot of brokers, you know, they won't touch you if you're under 20. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, so, I've carved out a nice little niche and I've... Uh, I can handle and help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I think you really are helping people that need it. Uh, yes. You know, individual... Because there are a lot of those people out there. Um, you know, these small business uh, owners and... And they need help. They need help because it's just, it's a complicated, complicated thing and, and a necessary thing. It is. Yeah. Especially in our state. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we talked about maybe just kind of going over Medicare. Sure. Uh, we haven't really, we've touched on it a little bit, but yep. maybe we could spend. Yeah, well, it's only going to take five minutes to sort of do yeah, it right? anyway, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we got about uh, 17 minutes to, uh, to go over Medicare. All right. Yeah, that's. Uh, so, <laughs> you know what, you know what, I think. To me, like the people that we work with and the people we speak with, you know, one of the big questions is, well, because that's, you know, that's something that only happens once, right, when you transition into Medicare, right. you know, so people, it's not something they have experience with. And, you know, there's um, a lot of unknowns and, and it is complicated. And, right. and so people, but the main question people come to and say, well... Well, what's it going to cost? And also, you know, what do I need to do? Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm turning 65, and, and then they, they feel like they need to do something, you know, immediately. And that's not always not always the case, right? Right, Depending on their coverage. Um, and I think that's kind of a misconception. And, um, you know, they hear, they hear the word penalty, right? If, you know, if they don't do what they're supposed to do in a timely manner, and they get all, they get all you know, worked up about it. Um, right. But there are, maybe you could talk about that why you know why you should worry or not worry about you know penalties and things like that yeah and, and very quick before you answer at the how much is it going to cost the, like mm -hmm. the only question well i guess in that question they assume that everything else is equally covered and there's not and that everything's the same how much they said that is the cheapest cost going to be the same as the most expensive probably not mm -hmm. okay so i think built into that cost question is well i kind of assume that all health plans are pretty much the same, and I'll just find the lowest cost one. No, the lowest cost one means you have less options, and there's higher deductibles and whatever sort of a thing. So it's, but that that's not the starting point. The starting point is, what do I need? Okay. That should, that and, should and, be the starting point, yes, and the, yes, yeah, Well, yeah, yeah and then yeah. hopefully you can afford what right. you need, but that that should be the starting point. But right. whatever. Sorry about that. It just That ticks me off so, sometimes. Sure. That's all. Okay. Take it away. All okay. Right. <laughs> well, the Medicare market is even crazier than the health insurance market. That's scary. Uh, which, uh, <laughs> I don't even know why, uh, why or how it got organized like it did, but it it is the the point being is that they've added on different segments of Medicare uh, over a uh, period of time, which has caused a lot of confusion and so forth. So, I get a ton of calls right now from uh, people that are aging into Medicare, or you know, uh, folks like uh, you know, clients of yours mm -hmm. that are you know, one spouse is uh, you know going on Medicare and the other one uh, needs to. Uh, cover health insurance, right. uh, but they need your client needs Medicare as well. So what I do is I 
very similar to what I do for health insurance. I step them through the whole process. Uh, I get their uh, all their details about what they have now. You know, uh, what prescriptions that this is. Medicare is a little bit more. Um, uh, detail-oriented when it comes to, like, prescriptions and doctors and so forth. That that comes into uh, play a lot more uh, importantly. So Medicare is very strict about, you know, what I can say or when I can talk to the clients and so forth, so I do have to follow a protocol. But uh, ultimately, once I do talk to a client, I'm here to step them through the whole process, uh, make sure that they understand what they need to do, step A, step B, step, and so forth. I'm here to educate them mm-hmm. because what they need to know is that in order to get uh, complete coverage and make sure that they transition off of their regular health insurance plan, which in most cases will give them better coverage for less money uh, by migrating into the Medicare market, not always, mm-hmm. um, that they need to, in order to do that, they have to... Step A is enroll in Medicare A and B, and then they also have to look at which plan, which route they want to go to after that, because Medicare A and B only cover a certain amount of uh, services. Uh, our caller uh, earlier uh, from Sandwich even mentioned that you know Medicare B, she's subject to uh, 20% uh, coinsurance, which is correct. If somebody only has Medicare A and B, they've they've just opened themselves out to a lot of financial expenses there's uh, a there's a gap there there's a huge gap yeah. which is why people enroll in you know either uh, plan or option a is you know medicare advantage plans or option b is a, a medicare supplement plan that you also combine a, a a prescription drug plan and both have pros and cons uh i present both to uh, uh all my clients and give them the option you know i represent many carriers in the state of massachusetts and uh surrounding states and what i do is i first get their information so that i can plug it into a, a you know a model uh quoting tool so that it will analyze what their potential costs are for the uh, uh, upcoming year uh, including prescription drugs, what they might pay. Yeah, and, that's very know. helpful, yeah. So, because that's all important uh, that goes into the decision-making process. And um, getting all those details so that I can know what they're coming off of, you know, where they are um, in their life, what plan they've had, generally where their health is. I, I, you know, I can't get into what specific, you know, ailments and or issues they have, but generally, uh, you know, are you in good health, bad health, so, you know, poor? Uh, and that way I can plug that into a cost variable that will give them uh, quotes so that they can analyze which plan option might be best. And again, depending on which plan they combine with Medicare A and B, will determine a number of variables. They both work differently. The Advantage plans work different than the supplemental plans and and the prescription drug plans. So it's important that they understand how they work so that they can make a a, a good decision for their their benefit. But then I also make sure that they realize that they can change this every year, is that every year (coughs) during basically Medicare open enrollment, which is which Octo- just just ended recently, right? December seventh. Yeah. Um, they uh, during that time period they can make changes. Anybody that's in Medicare can make a change and switch to something different, different carrier, different plan, and so you, forth. You were probably pretty busy. Uh, I was. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but uh, it's a year-round process because there's ten thousand people that age into Medicare every day. All, yep, yep. Yep. Every day. So, the, so the big picture is you have two choices. You can do. The straight Medicare and own something that goes with it or supplements it. That's the supplement approach, okay? Or you can do what's called an advantage plan, which is the check goes to probably an insurance company, but you get all the Medicare benefits and, and, and the thing wrapped into one. Is that Did I say that correctly? Or, uh, or no, yeah. Correct me, please. Uh, is that yeah. how it works? What it, where, um on the advantage plans, yeah. yes. You uh, again, you have to be enrolled in Medicare A and B to yeah. uh, to choose any uh, anything else above and beyond that. Okay. So the advantage plans, the way they work is that um, most uh, clients that I work with choose a zero premium, zero monthly premium plans, whereas. Those plans... Uh, that sounds kinda, like a deal, Kirk. Yeah. Sign up for one of those. It, it okay. is. Uh, okay. it, it can be. Uh, 
especially if you're in very good health, the way it works is that as you seek services, you go to the doctor, the hospital, emergency room, get prescription drugs. Uh, the benefit also with the Advantage plan is they have prescription drug coverage built into the plan. Okay. All for zero premium, monthly premium. Yeah. But it's a pay-as-you-go type of thing. Okay, as you so, seek yeah. service, so the zero premium is Medicare paying your bills, but it, you got to come out of pocket as you go. Is yeah, that right? you're paying yeah. a small copay. Got it. Okay. okay. Now, there is a cap, so there's a maximum okay. how much you can spend during the course of the year got for it. both the medical services and yeah. the prescription drug services. But you, all, you get all that coverage yeah. for zero monthly premium. Yeah. And most of those Advantage plans build into them other other benefits like vision, dental, okay. hearing, you know, uh, over the counter, uh, you know, a debit card that they might give you so that you can go buy, um, you know, over the counter yeah. supplies and so forth, and the gym memberships and so forth. So those are all baked into a lot of the um, advantage plans, as opposed to uh, the Medicare supplement plans. Now, b- jumping back to the advantage plans, you can choose an HMO. Or a PPO, PPO being a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals, or you yeah. can go with the nature mode. Okay. So, so now you're in a managed care plan, okay, which is very similar to what you may have with a health insurance plan. Okay. As opposed to going over to the Medicare supplement uh, route, where you pay a monthly premium, okay, and that premium as low as uh, right now there are plans out there in Massachusetts for as low as $165 a month going up to over $300, okay. basically for the same plan. All the carriers choose to charge whatever they want on that plan, but it's the same identical plan, hmm. uh, which makes no sense. Yeah. That they, there's such a cost uh, difference in a lot of them. But but you also need to, in order to make sure that you're completely covered, enroll in a, a prescription drug plan so that you have coverage for prescription drugs. So you have now two premiums for that, Bar, not including the premium that you're paying for Medicare B, because when you enrolled in Medicare A and B, you have to pay a premium for B, and that's all based on your income. Uh, so it's a matter of deciding which route they want to go. Now, the benefit to Medicare supplement plans is it allows them to go to any any doctor in the and hospital in the, in the country that takes Medicare. With that Medicare supplement card, they can go to anywhere. So it's an unlimited network well, not unlimited, but it's a large, a larger network. So there's that benefit, but you're paying a premium for that, and some people don't want to pay that premium, mm-hmm. and some people don't need access okay. to every doctor in in the country that has, you okay. know, uh, takes Medicare yep. A and B. So it's just a matter of figuring out what their you know their dynamic is, what they really want to focus on. Some people uh, like the benefits that are all built into the Advantage plans. Other folks really want to, they might be snowbirds and fly down to Florida all the time and they want to have access to doctors down there or somewhere else. Mm. And the supplement plans might be benefit them. So that so that's the big delineator on the supplement side there. Are you, you going to be traveling a lot or not, basically, the, the, well, the, the that, doctor coverage? That right? and, you know, you're not paying really anything else outside of... Uh, for the most part, you know, there's a small deductible every year. Yeah, and then your premium, basically. Uh, and their premium. Yeah, okay. So everything else, all the most of the medical benefits are paid for by either Medicare A, B, or the supplement plan. Okay. Um, but you're paying a monthly premium to get yeah. that, you know, that benefit. So some people see the value there. Yeah. Some people want to go with the Advantage plan. Yeah. Um, I tend to see that uh, people with less health conditions that are going to the doctor less... Less than other folks yep. will choose the Advantage plan, but they can uh, migrate later if that changes. Correct. Is that correct? correct. Oh, and okay. um, that's that's the beauty about Medicare is that they allow you to make your uh, you know your choices every okay. year. So, that, year. so that's the most desirable option for the Advantage plans is the add-ons, and the qualifier is you have to be in pretty good health to be able to do that. Is that, that well? You that don't right? have to be, but uh, I'm not trying to nail you down. I'm just trying to get an yeah. idea who would go there in general, sort of a thing. I a, I see more clients that are. In, uh, a lot healthier or don't go to the hospital or doctor all that often gravitate towards the Advantage plan. Got it. Okay. Um, but I also have plenty of clients that are in that are not as healthy yep. that are in because they like those other baked-in benefits, you know, okay. the dental, the vision, okay. um, and the hearing and so forth because you can get hearing aid for a lot less and uh, dental benefits. With for, an Advantage? Or with, yeah. With an, okay. Yeah. So 
You don't get that with the Medicare supplement. They don't have those benefits. Mm. You have to go out and get a standalone plan for those. Okay. So we've got uh, maybe two or three minutes. So number one, anything else on Medicare? Number two, do you want to make any say any words of wisdom in general as a result of uh, our show here to the audience? And number three, we want to make sure you give out your contact information. So you're in charge, my friend. What do you want to do for the next three minutes? Or so? All right. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, uh, meeting the two of you, and I, uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come talk to you very, very thank easily you. and uh, go over details about health and uh, Medicare and so forth. And uh, uh, ultimately what I can say is that... Um, you know, I've been in this market for a long time, uh, since 2009. I've really appreciated it. I have a lot of great clients. Um, I've helped a lot of people in the health insurance market, the Medicare market now, and also, you know, life and all the other uh, insurance that they may need. Um, I've been doing this for a while, um, and usually anybody that calls me up, I can help them out um, and get them through whatever situation they have, whether they're a, a non-group uh, person or a, a small business or a larger company. Um, I, I literally almost hold their hand through the whole process, uh, get them uh, enrolled, get them, well, quoted first, uh, answer their questions, get them enrolled, uh, be there, there throughout the year uh, for any questions or issues. And then at renewal time, I'll, I'll help them, um, you know, at look at other plans if they want or let them know what the new rates are. So, I mean, I'm a full-service type of uh, broker without the, the full, you know, full-service fees. Uh, if you're looking for a yeah. personal relationship that's not virtual, I guess, is that way to say, say that, Kirk? And I, yeah, and I was just going to reiterate about the whole, you know, for somebody to come work with you, there's really no out-of-pocket expense for them. No, um, nothing. You, you, get, you get paid from the insurance carriers. Correct. Um, and they're basically going to pay the same rate whether they go through you or if they were to go do that directly themselves. Right. Right? Uh, Correct. Because you said I think it's baked in. The commissions are kind of baked into the price. They and, are. Um, so sounds like a no-brainer yeah. to me. So to, if yeah. somebody's going to come to you for Medicare, the way you're going to get paid is to make a recommendation for either an Advantage or a supplement plan. Well, I, I get them enrolled as well. Yeah, uh, I, so. I understand that. But, yeah, yeah but... To just enroll somebody and not do either of those, that's not that's not profitable for you, right? Those are people who you would just Medicare consult, basically. Well, you know, I, I, I quite frequently, not too often, but yeah. I, I quite frequently, in the health insurance and Medicare market, they, you know, they um, they reach out to me, I give them all their information, and they end up going another route. Yeah. yeah you know, it's yeah. it's part so of the business. Sometimes you cross your fingers and see what happens, yeah, basically, I mean, right? But, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of times I, I get a phone call, you know, maybe a year later saying, yeah, I, the broker I went with, I can't get a hold of, um, and uh, I want to work with you now. So I, I yeah, good for you. Good. A lot of those phone you, calls. You mean you actually do people a favor and might not get paid sometimes, but maybe you do down the line, right? I do. Have we heard that before or what, Kirk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good yeah. for you. Good. Uh, what, so, what else, Kirk? So, yeah, Everett, we're, we only have a minute or so left, so why don't you give out your contact info one more time? It's Everett Henderson, uh, 617-842-3170, website Henderson insuranceus.com email address everett e-v-e-r-e-t-t at hendersoninsuranceus.com all right uh, this has been kirk reed mike mcnamara and everett henderson uh, mcnamara on money we are signing off uh, have a nice weekend everyone mm -hmm.